Welcome back to the Sit a Spell podcast. It's that time. Come on up, grab a chair, sit a spell. All right, welcome to the front porch with the siblings. We're here. They're laughing at me. We're all on Zoom because, you know, that's all that anybody ever does anymore. So this is a brand new podcast called Sit a Spell. And, uh, you know, we like to tell stories. We like to hear stories. And uh, we like rocking chairs. Uh, Megan's <laughs> actually laying in a recliner right now as we speak. I am. Surgery. I, I, I thought I'm trying to, um, what is it, get in the, like, I'm feeling like I want in that, like, no words are coming to my brain. Yeah, you're just getting there. Yeah. Um, that makes yeah, no I'm sense like, whatsoever. We'll trust you. Whatever. I'm in the mode. I'm in rocking chair mode. She's like, let's do this. So, Megan, there, there are some that don't appreciate the ways of old like you, uh, myself, and Crystal do, and they don't know, have a clue what sit a spell means. So, won't you tell them <laughs> what sit a spell means before we even share what we're talking about? Well, sit a spell. Um, when I think of sit a spell, I think of being a kid on uh, my granny's big wraparound porch um, that she had in the center of town. And there were multiple rocking chairs and even rocking benches. And it was a gathering spot, if that makes sense. Um, you never know. I don't remember a lot of people coming in the house to talk. If that like they knock on the door, yeah. oh, you go out on the porch and sit a spell and, and talk and uh, and visit. Um, that might be that's, another southernism. You got to visit. That's go ahead, where, sis. That's where you met your neighbors. That's where you met your family, and that's where you broke your beans. Oh yeah, bean yeah. breaking happened on the porch. Yeah, so sit a spell is just a conversation to be had. We don't do that much anymore except maybe right now going through a uh, quarantine, uh, but we can't interact with each other too much. So visiting with your neighbors, sitting a spell, telling some stories. I heard an old fellow one time and uh, it was actually at PILD conference there in, in Washington, the big extension national conference. And guy was uh, elected as the youngest mayor of Texas, which takes me to parks and rec for those of you who are parks and rec fan. <laughs> <laughs> what was the ice rink that he tried to build and, and ruined the town? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> if you're a Parks and Rec fan, you know. But uh, so, anyways, this guy was the mayor, uh, youngest mayor in his town, and uh, the way that he learned to campaign was um, the old timers would tell him, "Come sit a spell," and uh, he didn't want to do that. He just wanted to go shake hands, put yard signs out, and he learned that he had to go sit down on people's porches and rocking chairs before he could get a vote. Um, mm -hmm. And he did it. I like it. I like it. Sit a spell and talk. Um, I was sp speaking with someone earlier today um, about hiking, and uh, Crystal and I uh, hiked up to LeConte a couple years ago, and the, one of my favorite parts of that was sitting in rocking chairs uh, up there on the top of the mountain and listening to uh, some uh, older gentlemen tell some stories, um, and, and that Playing sticks music. out in my mind almost as, yeah, almost as, yeah, music, almost as much as the hike did, it's just the, the, the congregating and sitting and rocking and talking. I love sitting it. and rocking and talking and singing and playing on an old guitar, picking a bit. Yep, picking, picking a bit. and grinning. Mm -hmm. So here's what we've decided to do, folks. If you if you've hung with us this far, you're with us, right? Mm -hmm. So the the whole idea is this: uh, we're going to do 
do this podcast in seasons. And so this season we are fully focused. This is the inaugural season of Citispell, which are, is a whole phrase that doesn't actually go together. But um, <laughs> food preservation is, is our theme uh, this season. So we're going to look at, uh, you know, with everything going on right now, also known as the COVID. So if you go back and listen to this in the, the um, history books one day, the history podcast, <laughs> like what's these people talking about the COVID? Um, that's what we call it in the South. Really, we call it everything going on right now. Everything going on is what it is. So everybody's it's not, it's not anything. <laughs> time stamp this thing. Everybody's going real crazy because everybody decided since we're, we were quarantined and they still feel quarantined, let's all grow a garden. And, mm-hmm. and so Amen. everybody's growing garden. Megan, are, are you, Megan, Crystal, are you growing a garden? I was growing a garden before everything going on. Ah. Ah. Um, I am, have not started a garden yet due to my current situation, um, but I will say that I am blessed to have um, a big church family that puts out massive gardens to share, so I do get to partake in that too, and maybe I'll get to uh, putting in a garden a bit later. It'll be a late summer garden, early now, fall. We, we've got a couple of pots of Tommy toes and tomatoes and cucumbers and bell peppers, but I just ain't got the patience this year, so I ain't going to do <laughs> We started, I just don't remember that. We started one with our 4-H Outdoor Club, and then we can't meet now, but. Because everything it, going on. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, because everything going on. Listen, I, yeah. just before we get into the real conversation today, I just have to point out that I am tainted about gardens, because when my parents, uh, I, my stepdad, he's, he's my dad, he raised me, but uh, when they got married, I was in second grade, and they put out a garden that felt like it was, you know, 50 acres, uh, the bean rows were like 7,000 feet long and, you know, it just went for miles. It felt like as a, a seven year old. And so um, that still haunts me to this day. We were actually talking about the other day. So like when I think of garden, I think of just absolute terrible, laborious. <laughs> nonsense. I was the same way for years because um, of the exact same reason um, and it's just been the past couple of years that I've really been getting back into gardening. So you need to start small with a little raised bed. Well, that's there why we got go. pots everywhere out here. Well, and mm-hmm. pots. Pots, P-O-T-S, not pot as in pot plants. So, <laughs> just so we're clear. I know we're in the South, but uh, no, we are not growing the Different hemp. kind of agricultural production. <laughs> um, we did not have huge gardens um, growing up. Uh, like families around us did like we used we had a little bitty garden because we spent too much time in the hayfield <laughs> we Fair. were raising beef cattle instead of uh, instead of gardens but so on this first episode what we really want to look at is kind of the history of uh, food preservation and specifically canning um so there's a lot that goes with this there's a lot that we've practiced we were talking before we started recording about some of the things and so i didn't even realize this till we started looking up the national center for home food preservation has some good old history on there not only do they have recipes that are tested tried and true but they have history and so i asked megan and crystal and i'm gonna ask them again to see if they actually remember do you know when canning uh methods were actually pioneered 1790 1790s yes I thought it was 1792. I added a couple of years. And it was a French confectioner, which makes me even happier Mm -hmm. because it means there were probably donuts involved. (laughs) Um, His name was (laughs) Robert. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) wee (laughs) wee. (laughs) Wee wee. 
Uh, but he figured if it works for wine, why not food? Um, and so what better way to test it than send it out to the Navy ships? So once they got it together in 1806, so like 20 years later, they decided let's send it out to the Navy to try it. So they did vegetables, meat, fruit, and Crystal's favorite, canned milk. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> well, since they can't have cows on the ship, I don't guess. So I reckon not. Yeah, Mayfield wasn't producing back in the day like that. <laughs> But they started using tin cans in 1810. So, you know, we're going way, way back here. And then in 1864, uh, a guy by the name of Louis Pasteur, I'm assuming, I don't know for sure, so don't quote me on this, but I'm assuming that's probably where we get pasteurization would be my guess. That's Louis. It, it is. is. That, is, it that, is. That, that is. You're correct. Hey, Good job. All right. <laughs> my education works for something. Deductive reasoning. Um, he figured out the relationship between microorganisms and food spoilage and illness so he's the guy that helped us learn don't eat the crap that's bad you're going to get sick so that's a good thing and then maybe the first foodborne illness scientist hey (laughs) and then in 1920s is when we started learning about old clostridium botulinum that fun word that everybody says i'm never doing green beans ever again we Mm -hmm. all gonna die Um, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff so the reality of it is, is that's a little bit of the, uh, the, the history book history, but what we wanted to share was um, what we see in our role as educators is um, a lot of misinformation floating around. You know, Facebook, if you've seen that commercial, a lot. where it's like, uh, um, what was the old Facebook, or not Facebook, there was a TV commercial, and it was like, uh, I found it on the internet, and the guy that walks up, and he's completely not from France, he's like, bonjour. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like I'm, I'm not that's, familiar. It's a funny commercial. I don't know what you're talking about, but that was funny. Yeah, essentially, it was like it's not not everything you find on the internet's real, and so it was like this guy's French, and he just looks up and says "Bonjour." It was a dating site, was it? Wasn't it? I don't know. I don't I need don't a know. dating site. I'm married. Um, if you think oh. of the name of it, let me know. I'm <laughs> but. Uh, not everything you find on the internet is is real, and Facebook is notorious. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you're a Facebooker that shares food preservation stuff, don't shut us off. We're real folks. We got real real life solutions here. But that's Tennessee's extension slogan. But on the real, um, on the real, a lot of misinformation going about, and a lot of it goes back to our heritage, especially in the South. Um, so mm-hmm. what are some things you all can think of that? Um, that you see or you know that in our families has happened that is terrible misinformation, even though it's been practiced? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is if it seals, it's good. Uh, so, um, yeah. And so we're about to, oh, well, it's sealed, so it's fine. Um, what they don't realize is when you pour a hot liquid into that jar and then you put that lid on, there's a you know, the vacuum. vacuum, the heat just pulls that down and, and creates a false seal. Because So just because it seals doesn't mean it's good. When I was going to college um, back in the day, my granny did count a lot. She made the best pickles ever, and I have her recipe, and no, it is not a tested recipe, and I have not used it just because I know not to use tested recipes, but I, I, I compare all the time. I'm waiting for it to, to find a close one. And we ate those pickles, and we were fine. We'll talk about that in just a second. But as I was going off to college, I loved my granny's, uh, we called it hamburger soup. 
Um, and it's just a simple little recipe of vegetable beef soup made with hamburger meat, you know. And, and so I love that soup. And she said she was going to send me to college with some jars of it. And she did. And I remember the first time that I was like, I'm going to eat some of my granny's vegetable soup. And I opened up that lid and my nose immediately told me, do not eat this soup. So my <laughs> granny just water bathed it because that's all she knew to do. That's how you can. You just water bath things. Um, so she water bathed some meat and it was not good. Luckily, my nose told me not to, to do that. Um, if it was another product, it may not have told me that, you know, um, that it wasn't okay to eat. But in her mind, it sealed. So therefore it was good. So I think that's one of the first misconceptions is folks think, oh, well, but it's sealed. So it's fine. Hashtag don't water bath everything. <laughs> Especially meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a perfect storm. We had meat and low-acid vegetables in there. I mean, that was just a jar full of botulism. That was a jar full of botulism for sure. And thankfully, you could smell that jar full of botulism. But if that had been green beans, you might not have smelled it. Exactly. Yeah, because it doesn't have any smell or taste or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. It's part of the uh, improper processing. It's just a Mm -hmm. silent killer. Uh, Crystal, what's your favorite story of... uh, uh, old home home ways of food preservation that are absolutely 110% not good with research. Well, um, and, and unfortunately, mine's similar to Megan's, and it is um, just because it's sealed does not mean it is is good. Um, and it was it's along the same lines of knowing some people that um, were making some apple butter. And they did open kettle apple butter outside, cooked it all night, and then they ladled it up into jars and flipped those jars upside down because Mm. that sealed it, right? (laughs) Um, And then they they handed it out to (laughs) everybody in the community. Um, So... It was another one of those. Yeah, it was it was sealed due to that vacuum process, the heat. Um, but it was not a food safe product. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have also, um, I guess, going going way back, y'all. Um, we've been in extension for a long time. The three of us have, um, and I have had calls about. Well, oh goodness, I have had calls and um, recently speaking about the Facebook, I had a friend post, a friend post about canning in their dishwasher. Oh, no. Recently? Recently. Last year. It was was last summer. And, um, And I contacted them and I was like, please, please do not do this. This is why, um, you know, I have equipment, come use my equipment. But, and, and there was a lot of people that were very excited about this process because they knew of somebody in their history that had done it, but that is not a safe practice. Oh goodness. That terrifies me in every way. Right. Um, my, my mom was, is probably still, we don't talk about it, um, is notorious, <laughs> was notorious, is notorious. I say is because she's still alive, but I don't, I don't eat her food much. Um, she actually worked at a school. She worked at a school for so long cooking for 800 kids back when schools cooked from scratch that she started just being a terrible cook at home. Like she could cook for 800, but she couldn't cook for four. Um, so that went downhill 20 years ago. Um, 
but she always canned tomatoes by um, just stewing her tomatoes, getting them to a boil, pouring them in the jar, and then throwing a hot towel over the lids after she's filled her hot jars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the old saying is, and, and many of you may have heard it and even said it, it, it didn't kill us then, it won't kill us now. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's a Not terrible true. idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, foodborne illness and, and bacteria and things like that evolve just like anything else. And uh, we were talking about before this, we would live, th- leave Thanksgiving dinner out on the table all day long. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would do that now because we know and better. And it, fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. That turkey would probably hit the table at 11 o'clock and we might, we might be putting it up at 11 that night. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um, but you know, we can't do stuff like that anymore. No, I mean, we probably shouldn't have done it then, but we, we, did. oh, no. we didn't know better. <laughs> we didn't know. Well, we better. didn't know better. And even if you want to really think, think about it, our practices have changed. Our growing right. practices, our, I mean, even the air quality is different. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at the big picture, um, if people are not growing, no, well, they might be now, now that, you know, everything is like it is, but <laughs> people have not traditionally been growing their own food. Um, not growing their own beef, not, you know, raising their own, their own hogs and they're not raising their own garden. So we are, we don't always know where our, our agricultural products come from. Mm -hmm. And we're feeding a world now where you weren't, you were just feeding your, your family before. Well, now we're feeding a world. We've got to have you know, different types of tomatoes that will make it to market from where they need to go. You know, you can't, I know when we pick a tomato right outside the house, you know, how long does it last? You know, not very long, but think about the ones you buy from the store. Well, there's a reason for that because we're feeding the world. Mm -hmm. Like we've got to have that kind of thing. And I believe Dr. Bernie talked about one time um, about, um, Dr. Bernie's our state specialist for all this good stuff, nutrition and food preservation, just for those you don't know. Yeah. That's why you come sit a spell because you you get to know everybody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, About like trying to reduce the acid in tomatoes, um, you know, for folks that have um, uh, stomach issues and things like that, that that acid has reduced over the years in tomatoes and things like that. So we don't know. We're not food scientists. So we can't uh, figure out the acid that's in a tomato before we go to can it to see um, how we need to do it. So have you that's all seen why we have the National Center for Home Food Preservation. Have you all seen <laughs> um, right. uh, Super Size Me Part 2? You know, the guy yeah. that ate McDonald's for mm-hmm. 30 days and almost died. And then he did a Can't second. He did a second one. And he started his own chicken restaurant. Fast food chicken restaurant. Um, and I promise I'm coming back around to food preservation. And, and, and <laughs> But, but what, but what he going. did, what he did is, is he went from scratch. Like he didn't just start ordering from, you know, one of the major suppliers. Like he wanted to do everything from the hatchery all the way to the sandwich. He wanted to do the entire process and have the full supply chain um, in his control to his store. And so they started showing those broiler chickens, you know, that are raised in chicken houses and how they have heart attacks because they're built to essentially pump out meat in 12 weeks or less um and so it 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 goes back to that whole food spa like you're talking about megan you know tomatoes have to make it from the vine to the store and over time you know it it's just happened Mm -hmm. that way and so 
So it's a, a and whole, there's nothing wrong with that. No, just, no, no. It just means that um, our the way we process it and fit it up has to follow a um, a recipe guidelines um, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of people don't want to do that because um, in the especially in the South. So so we're we're assuming that you're in the South. You're in Tennessee, Georgia. Uh, we might consider Kentucky the South. It depends on who you are. Uh, I have friends I love in Kentucky, so I can say that. Um, and then, you know, the Carolinas, all, all those good folks. Not anybody from Alabama. Sorry. We don't like y'all. Not, not, in, not, in, football, not in football season. But we're assuming you're, you're from the South, if you're listening to this, more than likely. And, and what do we do when we cook in the South? Not only with food preservation, but what do we do? Well, this would be good with a little bit of this in it. I'm yes. notorious for garlic. Like, if it doesn't have garlic, then it's not a dish in my house. We don't measure. No, no, just a we dab of it. Mm-mm. And so, like, yeah. my my wife's grandmother, um, she makes cornbread from scratch, and she uses absolutely zero measuring. Um, she just pours it straight out of the bag, and it drives my wife nuts because she can't write down a recipe um, for the mm-hmm. cornbread. But my uh, daughter, who is six, about to be seven, when she was four years old, had memorized it because she made it so much with Mama Ruth um, and just knew how to do it just enough. Uh-huh. That's what we do. And so we find a tomato recipe and we say, you know what would be good in this tomatoes? This. Or you know what would be good in this mm-hmm. spaghetti yeah. sauce we're making? A little bit of this. Yeah. Um, but that throws stuff off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't do that. in the. Um, I, I, when I'm doing a can in college, I kind of say, you know how baking is precise? Well, this is even more precise. Because <laughs> yeah. what happens in our baking is it may not turn out like it may not look as pretty but it's still edible when we're messing with a canon recipe you're talking about making somebody sick so there's a a, a, you know a big difference uh in that we got to be precise as much as we want to add and i'm (laughs) i'm the world's worst i'm a i'm a over seasoner i tend to be more on that like (laughs) oh i took it too far (laughs) took it too far (laughs) how are we going to get it back you know um but yeah you gotta um follow those guidelines and there's a specific there are specific places to get those guidelines not just oh well I found a recipe I'm using a recipe there's certain places we've got to go to find those recipes yeah you gotta be careful about those blogs preservation exactly (laughs) ball ball blue book the USDA Uh UT extensions canning manual you really want to look for those dot edus dot yes. gov you know those type of things um and i was dot thinking six sisters sweet canning blog <laughs> i mean it might look delicious not southern, southern homes and gardens well and i always <laughs> tell my canning classes you know you have a, when by the time it's all said and done you have a lot of expense and a lot of time that you have really put into your food preservation, whatever. It's a great point. And man, wouldn't it just be awful to spend all that time and all that expense and then not have a usable product, you know, putting aside, it might make you sick, which some things, yes, it might make you sick, but man, I would hate to have all that work and, and, and expense Mm -hmm. and then it be ruined because I wanted to add a little more of something that I liked. So that's a, that's a great point. So in your experience as an extension agent, what are the types of things that people are preserving, um, food preservation, canning, freezing, whatever, what are the things that people like to add the most to and alter the recipe? Vegetable soup. 
Oh, that's a that's a that's a home run. Salsa, right salsa. Mm-hmm. But, but I've got this good salsa recipe, and it's uh-huh. sort of like this: mm-hmm. pickles, apple butter. <laughs> yeah, there are seventy four hundred ways to do apple butter, but they all taste the same, and everybody's is better than the others. <laughs> and y'all know goodness. it's true. You know it's, it's true. Right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Oh. You know, they it doesn't tend to happen with like canning green beans, like you know, that's something simple mm-hmm. like that. But it's those recipe ones that let's add where you, this where you um, can mix some stuff up, like mm-hmm. different things. People might want to, well, I don't like this, but I like that, so I want they want to change mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And you got to be so careful when you're going back and forth. Um, and I know we're going to talk about this in future episodes, but you know, high acid foods we can just water bath can. Low acid foods, we have to um, pressure, pressure can. So what if you've got a high acid recipe that you decided to add some low acid, you know, vegetables to, then now you see, you just went off the grid. Like, whoa, we're talking about two different processes here. You done went rogue. Don't even. You went rogue in the canning. <laughs> don't even get started on sea level, right? No, nope, oh, don't even. Oh, nope. I just say, don't worry about it. We're fun. <laughs> Oh, uh, listen, my mom, one of my mom's dearest friends, um, she's in her sixties and, uh, she called me about two years ago and she said, Hey, I'm over in Eastern North Carolina and the extension agent here. And I have not made friends. No, I think there was actually a vacancy. <laughs> um, she said, I, I can't, I can't get a hold of anybody right now. Um, she said, but I also know where home is. And so she said, and she'd been canon probably since she came out of the womb i mean she just an old country girl lived on the mountain her entire life love her to death um the epitome of spell. and she's like i know that i'm at at this sea level so what, how does that change my time and i was like my goodness i like it somebody's asking good questions around here so like it too uh, going back to what sis said just a while ago about wasting your money and wasting your time you know if you're you're not going to save money by preserving your own food right now. You're going to spend more money. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about, to me, it's about taste. Um, It's about the process. You enjoy. It's about knowing what's in your food. Yeah, exactly. Ingredients. um, And it's about the process and the heritage of it. Yeah. And in Appalachia here, it was a necessity for a while. You know, Mm -hmm. people were putting up their gardens because it was a necessity. Um, had to but now don't think you're gonna <laughs> now if you're doing it in bulk you're probably gonna come out in the wash pretty good like if you if you got a family of four or five six yeah. kids and you're canning yeah. hundreds of quarts of green beans that's gonna save you down yeah down if if you, you already have, have your supplies yeah right. yeah you're you're <laughs> one well, you're wood yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking gonna... of jars, that's something else I've seen in my life of an extension agent. Oh, here it is. We're just we're going down the big trail here. You knew it was coming. Um, two things. I've either seen people trying to can in the wrong size. I had a, a lady uh once call me and she was gonna can her green beans in a half gallon jar. Oh Lord. Yep. Um <laughs> I and I I you know, we talked about it, why that was not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure whatever happened to her. But <laughs> yeah. she, she wanted to can her green beans in a half gallon, gallon jar. 
Um, and then you have people, and you know, we were talking about just now the expense, and that's why I, I shifted to jars. It made me think of it because the expense part of it is getting those supplies, the jars, the lids, the um, and the, the lids you need to buy new every year. You don't reuse your lids. Not uh, the rings, the jar, just the lids. Not the rings, just the lids. Uh, the flats, one might say, but the jars you can, you know, reuse as long as they're in good condition. Now, what I see though are mayonnaise jars or, you know, old mayonnaise jars or pickle jars. Um, mm -hmm. And we can't, we, those are not. Yeah, all that's made, that vegetable soup, Granny sent me to college was some of it was in a mayonnaise jar, an old JFG yep. mayonnaise jar. <laughs> yep. Hey, I've, had, I've seen, uh, I've seen, Vegetable, uh, yeah, sorry, the cat. Uh, I've seen <laughs> soup in uh, pickle jars. Mm -hmm. and it's been given to me, and I thank you so much, but I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> Listen, because... for Christmas, we got one. It was in a little, uh, I don't even know what, what had been in it before or how old it was, but, I mean, it, it wasn't even wasn't even a half pint. And uh, we got some raspberry jam in it from my wife's grandmother. Love her to death. She's 95 years old. But uh, I looked at my wife and I said, that's going to go to the trash when we get home. And she's like, but grandma <laughs> always gives us this. And I said, don't care. I'd like to see you next Christmas. Well, and I think that <laughs> that's said. the way people try to cut that expense a little. And like mm -hmm. Megan was saying, it's not, it's not going to be saving you a whole lot of money, but you can't cut that expense in that way. <laughs> Oh, you were saying that's going in the trash, brother. That just made me think of my how times have changed because on the jelly granny cans, you know, if there's a little mold on it, we just scrape it off. <laughs> scrape it off of there. That's right. It's still good. Well, you you scrape it off now, now I know that that mold has finger-like spores that goes down <laughs> into the jelly product. So you was just scraping off the visible part of it you're still eating the mold you want to talk about ruining christmas my father-in-law had some bacon from benton's bacon that he had had in the fridge for god knows how long which why you would leave benton's bacon in the fridge for an that's undisclosed unheard. amount of time is not is that's yeah. it's, it's close to a sin um, it is it, it might be and uh, we're going to do a whole podcast on Benton's bacon one day. Just, I'm just going to go ahead and throw oh, that out yes, there. Yes. Uh, uh, they need to have like smell a, smell a, smell a vision because you got to be able a to podcast. smell <laughs> the Benton's bacon. And so, so I opened it up. And I mean, it's covered in mold. Oh. And I threw it out and he lost his mind when he came through because he was about to cook it. He said, I was just going to scrape all that mold off that bacon. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'll not be eating here anymore. Yeah, uh, mm -mm. So I, I don't know how to react to mold on Benton's bacon. That ain't right. Yeah, no, that ain't right. Shouldn't let it get that far. I think um, the point, I guess, that we're we're trying to get to is, you know, when don't get mad at us, especially here in Appalachia, when we um, try to help with these uh, um, passed down family recipes that might not be the safest safest for for our families now I've genuinely had people get angry with me <laughs> like they'll call and ask you can I do this and when I say no like they genuinely get they upset. get very upset yeah yes. and but but that's the way we've always done it I'm like I, I I get that and I wouldn't have known better too had I not have the career that I have and, mm -hmm. and the education that I have and and I'm just I'm just trying to, to help you I remember one time well, what am I supposed to do <laughs> Freeze it. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. So um yeah. 
Well, what parting words do you have for folks as far as um, I, we've covered a lot of stuff. We've we've talked about mold. <laughs> we've talked about terrible jars. We've talked about the history. We've talked about our heritage being jars, mold, etc., and how if it's sat on the counter, it's sealed. Uh, the, that myth. So, so what parting words do you have? Um, if you've made it this far, you are a champion, and you got to stick with us for all ten episodes of the season. But what parting advice do you ladies have for for our listeners? Um, my number one would be just follow a tested recipe from either the National Center for Home Food Preservation, UT Extension, USDA, or even the Ball Blue Book. That's your number one um, rule to follow, um, and use your extension agent if you've got questions call and ask them uh use us and if you're in tennessee there's one in all 95 counties in the state of tennessee yeah there is um i would just echo what megan said um and then i I just also please use your extension agent and don't get mad at us if we say what you don't want to hear um because sometimes we might not have the answer but then we will find the answer for you and you know, we, we are here and we want to, we want to help. I'll say this is probably the most contentious subject uh, in extension because um, we are genuinely trying to help. We are not trying to be the, um, the food police. The food police. Yeah. We're not trying to look down our nose at anybody. I mean, we're all, I think, I mean, I think I can speak for the most part for extension agents. We're just good folks that, that, um, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can too. And so we're not looking down anybody's noses and or looking down our noses at anybody and saying, Hey, you guys are dumb for, for doing it this way. But it's uh, one of those, we've learned, <clears throat> learned some things we didn't even know growing up. And mm-hmm. now we kick back and say, Hey, yep. thank goodness we didn't die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we just want to help you take And care I of don't your think you're going to find three more people that value their hair, like this, this area and that we live in and heritage and and Appalachian ways than we do I, I mean we love it um and so we're not trying to do away with our past we're just uh, trying to keep ourselves safe and healthy that's right we can still do those heritage things but do them do them in a way that uh knowledge has told us is a little bit safer than we used to do it that's right. So put out your urn for decoration. Don't use it to do pickles. And come on back <laughs> next week and sit a spell with us. We'll see you. In the- <laughs> see y'all. Bye.